Well, you know what I like about this podcast, Jeff? I don't. What I really like about this podcast is that you and I have this tendency. We say in the podcast liner notes, if you will, that we're going to do this every two weeks. Mm, What it it really should say, as far as time is, whenever the fuck we feel like. Yep. Yeah, we definitely missed two weeks again. (laughs) We miss a lot of deadlines. It's all right. Well, we'll get better at it. But I was, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, but for anybody listening, I was uh, traveling the last couple weeks, combination of business and family stuff. And uh, we were trying to sneak in a recording session in the like 48 hours that I was home between trips, but um, it it just didn't happen. So we're a week late. Dollar short. Mm-hmm. Day late, right? Dollar short? I think it's day late, dollar short. Yeah. So. It's all right. Well, it's good to see your beautiful face. <laughs> it's good to see you too. Awesome. Are you uh, having a drink tonight? I am. I am having a makeshift margarita with the free tequila I got. Ooh, free tequila. Yeah. Is this from your upstairs neighbor? Mm-hmm. It's really good, actually. It's just tequila, a little bit of simple syrup, and lime. Okay. I think that's really what margarita is. No, margaritas have like mix involved and shit like that. This is, a, this is a serious margarita. We're going just straight for the tequila on this one. Okay. What What is simple syrup? I don't even know. I know it's in everything I love. Literally, Literally just sugar and water. <laughs> Okay, that explains it. That explains why yeah, I love it. it. It's, it's two parts sugar to one part water. You boil it and it melts down. Okay. For any for anybody who wants to make drinks, you should always have that in your refrigerator at any given point in time. <laughs> Jeffrey, what are you drinking tonight? I am... Please tell me you started a new bottle. For I love. did. Right. <laughs> I did. I'm also actively stopping all of the uh, syncing services on my computer to try and improve the quality of this audio. Um, <laughs> I I did. I started um, a bottle of Jack Daniels. Congratulations. Aged, not for quality, but just because you weren't drinking it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, after this, hopefully I'll get into something more adventurous. But. I, was, I know it's like every every single new episode I have a new drink and you're just still on whiskey. I'm still on the same bottle of whiskey. <laughs> um, no, I guess I'm I don't know if that makes me now. an alcoholic. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I was in Denver. What's that? I was in Denver last week visiting my brother, and he, uh, well, got him a a graduation gift of whiskey. And you may remember from our time in Ann Arbor, Leopold Brothers. Absolutely. The brewery, when they wanted to get into distilling, the rumor I always heard was when they started to get into distilling, they couldn't get a license from the state of Michigan. So they moved to Colorado. So every bar we went into while I was out there was serving drinks with uh, Leopold Brothers whiskey, um, all their liqueurs. Uh, They had like a Michigan cherry thing that somebody had. And anyway, that's all over the place. So I got him a bottle of uh, Leopold Brothers whiskey. It's quite good. I'm hoping you brought some home for yourself too. Did you I bring didn't. some home for yourself too? No, I'm going to make him bring some out here. He's going to be out here pretty soon. So I figured the Jack <laughs> will hold me over until he gets out here. I, I, I hope we can make it go a little faster than the uh, Jim Beam. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's a smaller bottle. so <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Well, also, you've cut your hair in the, in the midterm of uh, of our conversations last conversation i believe you're talking about if you should cut your hair 
right. and you've gone and done it. I did. Um, that's a good, good update. Um, yeah, it's a little shorter than I intended for it to be, but uh, it was it was getting pretty out of hand. It was in that that length where I couldn't do anything with it, and it was all over the place. And I had a business trip I had to go on, so I I went in for the haircut to try and look yeah to a get the more business haircut. Yeah, it, it hasn't stopped me in the past, but it just seemed particularly unruly this time. So something had to be done about it. Well, I suppose that. The haircut was the big news for me. Okay. Well, that was actually my news, right? But, it, was big, it was the big news that I wanted to share on the podcast because I knew you weren't going to share it because you're embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I'm not embarrassed. Don't be ridiculous. I'm going to petition for a, for a photo before and after. All right. I'll think about it. Either way, this is going to be a little bit shorter of a podcast because we kind of do things whenever the fuck we want and however the fuck we want. That's just how we roll. So... We're going to uh, do a little bit shorter one now so that we can have a, what, like a power-packed, mega, supersized one yeah. next time. Yeah, we've got a pretty pretty good topic where we're planning to cover in a fair amount of depth next time. And we, uh, we decided, since I just got home, that we needed a little bit more time to plan it out. Um, but we had a couple things to go over tonight. Um, Keith, I don't know. So... You were telling me that you pretty recently went through a whole thing with your job where you felt like it was kind of sucking the life out of your ability to be creative and to make music. It was, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, when I, as any avid listeners would know, do we have avid listeners? I'm not sure. but well, uh, may, may, Maybe by the time somebody listens to this, we'll have avid listeners. Okay. But as any avid listener would know, it's like I, I live in a, I've been text recent move, well, recent six months actually. We've been here for six months, by the way. That's pretty crazy. I know, but I was working when I got here. I was working a pretty, pretty draining desk job, you know, while trying to kind of peck my way through other things, and you know, it just was really. I, I wound up getting home and really feeling no impetus to do anything, but you know, chiefly play make music, pursue anything musical, creative at all. And I, um, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I started a new job that um, is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm basically working as a carpenter, woodworker, just refinisher, restorer, remodeler. It's pretty awesome. And um, I find that at the end of the day, even though what I'm doing is significantly harder work physically than what I was doing before, I kind of end up with a significant more amount of energy, mentally and physically. I just kind of have more want to get things done. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but I think that kind of goes to show that in life, even the best intentions, creatively, as it were, for the for the for the topic of this podcast, you know, even if in your mind, you know, you're thinking creatively all the time, what you do for work or for those eight hours a day, nine, 10, Jeff's case, 14 hours a day, yeah, really, do, like <laughs> really do reflect, you know, on your creative output. You know, you can't, you can't work someplace that you're unhappy with and then expect to go home or to rehearsal and create and have a want to create something. You need to be energized by what you're doing 
all around, I think at least. And, and, and I've been finding that since starting this, you know, this, 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 this new career path, if you would, or this new job, mm-hmm. I'm finding myself significantly more inspired. Sure. Just, just by everything. Yeah. And so your, your last gig was sort of doing um, like bookkeeping or something. I was the worst. We're just going to call it a desk jockey. Yeah. You were saying you had to wear a tie every day. Oh yeah. It was, it was absolutely awful. Now yeah. I get to wear jeans, t-shirt, get to play around with real dirty stuff, use yeah. power tools. That sounds pretty good, but yeah, I, I just, I thought it was really interesting and worth discussing because you, um, it's, it has seemed like you've had a lot more energy. Like you've, been a lot more creative since you made the switch and we were talking about it before you did it um you know thinking about working towards a job that maybe has something more to do with music and and your passion of music as opposed to i guess let me rephrase that starting from a job that you weren't totally happy with and you felt like was hurting your creative output you were kind of torn between going for something that was more closely aligned with your passion, you know, with performance mm-hmm. in some fashion, or a job like what you ended up in, doing more stuff with your hands that you thought would give you more energy after work to focus on music. Um, and I, I guess I'm just curious, like, what's a what? I don't know. Do you do you have any any thoughts on like you went one way and not the other? Well, I think that. I mean, <laughs> pretty, you know, you know, obviously it's significantly easier to find something to work with your hands than it is to find something within music. I mean, music is, you know, the arts is you know, hardest profession in the world to make a living at, you know, and, but I think that once I was able, you know, I was torn, you know, I was, I was sitting there at this job that I really didn't like, you know, and every day I would go home and I would, Split my split my time like take a million different ways trying to find you know jobs in my, the prof- in music any other job besides the job I was working and then trying to be creative and then just trying to have my life and I think that now it's like that I have you know some sort of job that I'm happy with that I'm happy going to that it's you know a, a little bit you know that's that's not a little bit more but it's, it's significantly more satisfying it's like I can actually focus my time that I was splitting between looking for like just being scattershot and I can focus on being creative and I can focus on trying to find music jobs. And it's really nice. Cool. I mean, honestly, like that, 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 that part of it, it's like, it gives you more focus and then you can focus up on what you want. And then I can focus up on what I want to do creatively in yeah. any sort of aspect, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm in even, even within the job that I'm doing now, it is significantly more creative. I mean, yeah, sure. That it, makes it, sense. You you have to think a lot about how to put things together and how things are going to come out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the, you know, the creativity isn't necessarily, you know, exactly the same as music, but it's still you know working with design and colors and wood and furniture and you know wall textures and just it's different, but it's still creativity and still art and still art in a certain way. Totally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And. uh I just wanted to um, to talk about that a little bit. We don't have to talk anymore about your job. I don't know. Damn straight, we don't have to talk anymore about it. 
Yeah, cool. <laughs> but uh, I, I just thought that was an interesting thing because I was sort of lobbying the other direction. I was lobbying for you to stay put and look for something more related to uh, to music. So, well, and I mean, a lot of a lot of things have been cropping up um, that are more related to music now. Oddly enough, it's just because I have the energy and the desire and the want to look for those. Sure. Now, and it's really pleasant. Awesome. Yeah, it, it really is. So. Well, nice work. Screw you, Jeff. No, good choice. Flew in your face. Oh, you did a good job ignoring my advice. <laughs> but um, I think I think the other thing we were going to try to talk about in this quick in this quick one was uh, something I have no idea what you're talking about. I think you said metadata. I did, and I am not referring to the NSA cell phone metadata stuff. So that's pretty I crazy. Still, do, still don't know what that means. Yeah, right. So metadata is, uh, well, instead of trying to define it um you know in itunes you've got all your songs in there and there's data associated with it metadata is like song titles artist name album name oh i track orders i I update that all the time like obsessively i hate when i just have untitled things in there oh untitled is the worst but i the worst (laughs) i mean we have previously discussed my uh, obsessive compulsive nature and like i have to finish one bottle of whiskey before i can start the next Right. Um, I have been, you know, collecting music in iTunes for a decade now, and it is getting. There's a lot of stuff in there that is not well tagged. For instance, I had Dinosaur Junior music, and I had Dinosaur Junior period music. <laughs> Doesn't it drive you crazy? It does. I also had Philip Glass spelled correctly with one L in Philip. And I had Philip Glass with two L's in Philip. Oh, I know. I, how many hours did you spend on this? Well, I'm nowhere near done, but I've been uh, importing some new music. And as I've been going, I have been trying to clean up the things that I see that are wrong. But what I really wanted to mention was a really cool program. Um, I actually heard about it on the Back to Work podcast. And it's been, uh, it's been super helpful. It's called Music Brains Picard. Music Brains with a Z space Picard, P-I-C-A-R-D. And it uses the Music Brains database and it will look at your music. It will figure out what it thinks it's supposed to be and it can go in and update everything for you. Oh, I have to use that. Yeah, so (laughs) the way, um, it's it's super straightforward. Um, If you open up iTunes, right, and you, you see something that looks funky, Open up uh, Music Brains Picard. You can click the little add folder button and like add the album folder of stuff that looks weird. Mm-hmm. And then you can cluster that together into like one search entity so that it knows that all of that stuff is supposed to belong to the same thing. And then you hit look up and it will go search and try and figure out what it matches. And it is, if your metadata is remotely close to what it's actually supposed to be, it will find it. What's really cool is it'll actually come back with, you know, it'll come back with a match. And if you right click it and look at other versions, you can see like the US CD release, the US vinyl release, the Great Britain CD, the Great Britain vinyl, Australian, Japan, um, digital only downloads, DVD audio downloads. It gives you, it has the metadata for all of these releases. And you can go say, oh, no, this is definitely the US CD because that's what I bought. Um, or this was definitely the digital download. And so you can you know match exactly the right thing, save the metadata, which writes it into the file, 
but doesn't update iTunes. This mm-hmm. is the only tricky thing, right? So when you when you're using Music Brain card Picard, it's not updating the iTunes like, library file. Like Jean Luc Picard, by the way, not Picard, but like Jean Luc Picard from Star Picard. Trek: Next Generation. Correct, and I don't know why it's called that, but it is. I'm um, impressed with myself though that that I caught that. <laughs> so um, yeah, so you save. When you use uh, Music Brains Picard, you save the metadata into the audio files. And then the one last thing you have to do to get iTunes to update is in iTunes, you just have to play each thing you've updated. You don't have to play the whole thing. You just have to start it. And what that causes it to do is it rereads the file and it will update the metadata that iTunes is aware of. Because iTunes maintains its metadata in the ITL iTunes library file. Well, I love that. I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I spend hours doing that in my own. Well, the thing is, like, if you think your library is in pretty good shape now, you may want to stay away from this thing because okay. it will tweak. Like, you'll want to run everything in your library through this. Okay. Because it will add, like, exact release date in day, month, year. It will add album. It will add the catalog number. It will add, it will fix, like, um, Oh man, have you ever noticed like, okay, Philip Glass, I mentioned I was updating his metadata because I imported that new uh, Philip Glass remix album that Beck did, Rework. Um, so, you know, should he be under P or should he be under G for Glass? G for Glass. Yes, so it will even fill in the, probably you've never used this field, the sort artist metadata field. So the artist is Philip Glass, but the sort artist is Glass, comma Philip. So it shows up with the G's under Glass, but it's labeled Philip Glass. It's nuts. You're going to want to run everything through it, so set aside like a week. <laughs> I will, because I've been having some problems with some of my sorting, like some double albums where the first disc shows up. It's actually it's been Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Oh, where yeah. the where the first CD shows up under Smashing Pumpkins and the second CD does not show up under Smashing Pumpkins. It shows up under various artists. And no matter what I can do, it won't show up under Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, man. Um, various artists is a totally weird thing. That's the one complaint I have with Music Brains Picard. I prefer um, if you have like a collection, right? Like, like this Philip Glass remix album where every track was remixed by a different person. Mm-hmm. My preference is for that to be called a compilation and each track to be credited as the performer of the track. So that if I go under albums, I can find rework and look at the whole album. But if I go under artists, I see the track with each artist, if that makes sense. It does. I'm not sure what I prefer yet. I just want Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness disc two to show up under Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, well, that's so what Music Brands Picard would do in the case of a compilation is it usually sets it to artist, album artist is various artists, but then each individual track has the appropriate artist. So when you sort by artist, you still have to go to various art, various artists to see it. And I don't like that, but it adds so much. Like I, I can go clean that up later pretty easily. So, well, we'll check it out. Anyway, I think that should probably wrap us up for this week. Yeah, that'll hold us over. Do uh, you want to, um, give anybody a sneak preview of what we're going to talk about next week mm. two weeks from now maybe or two maybe weeks from three now. we'll see probably two <laughs> whenever the fuck we feel like it right well i think that 
we could give them a sneak peek. I mean, it's it's such a broad topic that we're having a hard we were having a hard time whittling it down. But um, we really want to talk about the applications of electronic and digital music in the live performance setting. Yeah, specifically computers, because we've got to constrain it somewhat. It's, yes, it's way too open a field. But um, we're going to try and cover a pretty decent survey uh, of what people are doing and how they're doing it. Um, And I think that will open up a lot of topics for future shows, too, because there's going to be a lot we just can't drill down into. But for this week, I think the wrap-up is don't cut your hair, Mm. drink more tequila, spend about a week sorting through your metadata, Yep, and go get a new fucking job. Sounds good. Aye, aye. Jeff, I'm going to get a tattoo of a walrus on my arm, by the way. Are you the walrus? I might be. It's probably a good place to end it. (laughs) Bye, Jeff. All right. Talk to you soon, Keith.